Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Hour number two, Oilers Now. It's 109 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Oilers Now mentioned earlier. Brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. They wish you and yours all the best during these uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. In this hour, from the Cult of Hockey, David Staples in 49 seconds. And uh, at 135er, NHL insider John Shannon. Uh, you can text us at any time, 780-496-0063. It's our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Ashley Fine Floors providing winning results for over 35 years. All right, here we go. Just want to bang off a quick text. Bob. I never listen to podcasts. Bunch of dorks broadcasting out of their mom's basements. But seriously, next time our mom says it's okay, we'd love to have you back on our pod again uh, from the secret professor and the high priest of Oilers Magic. Well, I think we all know that, uh, you know, moms make all the rules in every household. We know that. Uh, women, in fact, make uh, the majority of the rules, and that's a good thing. Uh, the only place I, I think maybe that didn't happen was on a show like Game of Thrones. Like, the character Braun uh, was very unrealistic for me in terms of how he conducted himself during the course of that show. All right, off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. I, I don't know if I've ever discussed this with him. David Staples joins us. David, uh, did you watch? You, I, I don't think you were a game. I've never seen you make a Game of Thrones reference. Were you a Game of Thrones fan? Bob, I loved the show. It was oh, fantastic. Did you? And I even loved the last season. I loved the last season, I have to admit. Uh, the whole thing with, you know, Daenerys had been such a do-gooder. And, uh, to you know, to see the her power-hungry uh, aspect come out, uh, I thought was very, very funny. So not yeah. many people agree with that, but I thought it was kind of a, a fitting way to end the, se- the, the whole show. Well, you know, a year ago at this time, people were like, protesting the conclusion of the show they had like a million plus uh people that had chimed in and and then we got hit with something real which is this this <laughs> pandemic and kind of put things in, in perspective I, I will tell you that over the course of the last uh four months i have watched mine hunter ozark hunters uh narcos narcos mexico uh money heist white lines uh, obviously the last dance world war ii in color dirty money uh match day Barcelona, who killed Malcolm X? I thought that was really good. Bobby Kennedy for president. I like that one as well. And then a whole bunch of uh, documentary films. Uh, there was one out there on the Miami Show Band. I saw. I never knew that this had happened in the mid nineteen uh, seventies. And it's sort of an incident that um, you know, where three members of a very popular uh, Irish band that was headed up by a guy by the name of Fran O'Toole got murdered, and uh, it had ties to what they referred to as the trouble between Northern Ireland and Ireland. So, uh, 
And then there was the silence of others that I just saw the other night about Francisco Franco in Spain and how the Spanish government, after he passed away, basically covered everything up that happened before. So I don't know if anything, you've watched any of those, some of those, but, uh, and by the way, some of my friends are having some fun that you like the show that's got dragons. It's it's kind of a love-hate type of thing. Uh, you know, some guys, I have a group of four friends, and we when we still used to go out for drinks once in a while, when people did that sort of thing, two of us love Game of Thrones. <laughs> the other two guys hated it. We'd get into these conversations about it, David. It was funny stuff. I, I thought most people liked it. But the show I've been watching, Bob, I watched all six seasons of Vikings, uh, okay. which I would highly recommend, uh, especially the first two seasons. They're kind of mind-blowing. Uh, but be prepared to be shocked because there's some shocking stuff. Okay. Uh, now, does this involve Fran Tarkenton or Jim Marshall and the Purple People Eaters? <laughs> no, it's uh, e- I- Ivar the Terrible and... Um, Ragnar, his father. Ragnar okay. Lothbrook. Now, isn't uh, didn't they use a fair amount of Canadian uh, women uh, in, in lead actor roles in that show? That's right. I can't remember her name, but Lagatha, the lead actress, is, is, I think her name's Kathleen or Catherine. Anyway, she's Canadian, and she was absolutely fantastic as the shield maiden who cuts down about a thousand men in battle so I don't all right you know what that's it i'm gonna watch it uh, that's 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 the next one that i'm gonna get to uh again you can text us at any time at 780-496-0063 or actually fine floors text line i know you listen to the show or you know listen to the past podcast john shannon uh he's coming up a little bit later on but he surprised us on uh, monday provided something that was not out there involving uh oilers owner daryl cates uh sort of, you know, getting some momentum started Edmonton's way about a week and a half ago just regarding the safety issue for the players. And obviously, look, Daryl, I work for the Oilers Entertainment Group. Daryl Cates owns the team, but Daryl was making a compelling case about the importance of safety and the safety situation in Edmonton. Were you surprised to hear that from John? Because we don't hear a lot uh, involving the Oilers owner. Well, first of all, glad to hear that he's, he's uh, active and feeling better because that health care was, was severe. Uh, so that's I'm not surprised to hear Dell Cates is a passionate advocate though of Edmonton and the the ice district. I mean he did it for years. It was the highlight of his career he talked about building that ice district and working through the political deal and um so he's still fighting for it. He's still financially invested in it. You know there's a there's it's interesting how Edmonton got picked. I mean I just it 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 speaks well of the city in a couple different ways. First of all, we've done a really, really good job of containing COVID, partly by luck, but partly by smarts. And that credit goes to Dr. Dina Hinshaw and the Alberta government. And that's why Vegas lost out. They, like a lot of jurisdictions jurisdictions in the States, they struggled with it. But I also think that the we were also, um, you know, uh, the government here talks about being a little uh, calmer about working with business and uh, trying to make things happen with business. Well, it didn't happen in Vancouver because I think they ran into some roadblocks with a government that might not have been quite as open to to dealing with the concerns of the business, the NHL and the NHLPA in this regard. And Alberta was willing to work with these guys, work with the league, and that was another thing that uh, in Edmonton's favor, and it's why we got this big event. Now, some people poo-poo it a little bit, Bob, because there's not a huge economic impact. But for those hotels, um, you know, and for those uh, restaurants, the many restaurants involved in this, this is a big deal for the downtown and... um, big deal for all those people. It could be the difference between some of those restaurants surviving and some of them going under. So uh, I don't underestimate that. Uh, David, uh, and you you tend to write a lot of times in terms of what some other people think out there in hockey circles. And I know that... uh 
Uh, Ryan Kessler uh, took a couple opportunities to take some swings at Edmonton. I think everybody's just going to have to have some thick skin here, and uh, I think there's a degree of jealousy that might exist in some other markets. That, and again, we got to get to the point that we're playing. This has to be ratified by the players. It has to be accepted by the owners, and then the the, the different teams have to get there. And there are going to be some challenges with some health matters with what's going on with COVID in the states uh, that there isn't some collateral damage prior to even getting to Hub City. But what would you say? to folks out there knowing fully well that there is going to be a little bit of negative blowback uh, from some. I I must say I'm a little disappointed when it comes from uh, Calgary and Vancouver because I kind of look at the teams in the West and uh, in Western Canada and think, hey, you know, we all got to kind of work together here. But give me your perspective on that. If you're going to live in Edmonton, you better have thick skin. Uh, And most of us do just to get through the winter. So... uh you know, it, there's been some funny memes or memes, I don't know how to pronounce it, on the internet about this. Memes, uh, yes, memes. Memes, they got, you know, that laughing guy with missing teeth and the mustache that, I don't know where that's from, but they, they put Edmonton in there and Spitting Chicklets put out put that out there. So, you know, I see a certain segment of former NHLers, you know, guys who earn 20, 30 million, uh, $50 million, looking down their nose at some cities now. I, I, I see them as kind of spoiled and elitist, honestly. And, um, you know, Kessler's in that group. Uh, he can he can have his laugh, whatever. I think that uh, the players made a really excellent decision, the NHLPA, and these guys who are still in the game are serious about uh, their health and about competition. And Edmonton uh, is the place that was picked for that, and I think uh, we can be proud of that. And if people want to have a few laughs at our expense, that's fine. You know, most of them, and I heard you talking with Speck about this, most haven't been here in July and August when it's really nice here. And uh, as long as uh, there's not too many mosquitoes, I think uh, Edmonton, they're going to see a different side of Edmonton, the best side of Edmonton in the summertime, and maybe get a little bit different impression as well. Are we spraying, by the way, on the mosquito front? I know that the... <laughs> I mean that in all sincerity. I mean... We're, we spray every... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Here, but man, it's, it has just rained and rained and rained. So yes. uh, they, they've been pretty bad this year. Not as bad as in some summers, though. So um, I had a question actually last night in that uh, uh, Handkerchief Dynasty podcast that I did about Darnell Nurse and whether or not I thought that maybe. Uh, the fans here didn't appreciate him, and maybe there were some other reasons why he didn't get credit for what he is. And uh, I, I will tell the listeners, and I've said this before, when it, when it comes to players, the guys that, that grind and work the hardest are the guys that have the greatest chance to improve. And the guys that aren't prepared to do the work are the ones that fail. And I, I, I'll give you an example. I believe Griffin Reinhardt, based on what I saw in junior, uh, you know, 2014 Memorial Cup, I mean, I, he had enough talent to have been a 4-5 defenseman at worst in the NHL if he applied himself. He simply didn't put the work in. Ethan Bear uh, accelerated massively over the course of the past offseason, and that's what got him to the level that he's at right now. He put the work in. Connor Yamamoto put the work in. Let's get to Darnell Nurse. Uh, this is you, you've, you've sort of hit on this in the past here. 
Do you think Darnell Nurse can make the 2022 Canadian Olympic team? Because we're going to have listeners right now, David, saying, what the heck are you guys talking about? <laughs> I put out a poll on Twitter, Bob, and uh, this, you know, it was mo- mainly Oiler fans answering it, and only one in five predicted that he would. And I'm in that group that says yes. And, I, and, uh, it's, and, it's, and it's a kind of a, I can see why people think that's an odd thing to say. He's never been in the running for a Norris trophy. He's never been in an all-star game. Um, so how could he make Team Canada? But here's, here's how it breaks down. When you look at the uh, left shot and right shot D-man, uh, the left shot D-man, there's only really five guys who I think are in the running. So that's Shea Theodore, Darnell Nurse, Morgan Riley, uh, Thomas Shabbat, and Josh Morrissey. So he's, Nurse, to make that team, is going to have to beat out. Uh, he's going to have to be in the top uh, three in that group. And I don't see why he couldn't be. Um, he, they're going to need a big, rugged D-man who can kill penalties, play only even strength, and uh, be rugged and be physical in a shutdown role. Now, on the right side, they, they just have so many people competing for the right side. Uh, Kale McCarr, Drew Doughty, Peter Angelo, Pareko, Ekblad, Ryan Ellis, um, Dougie Hamilton, Chris Letang, Shea Weber. Like, there's such a plethora of guys, but in recent years... Um, and with the way hockey analytics has gone, people understand the benefit of having the left guys on the left, you know, on their side and the right guys on their side. And I think that that's likely to happen. And so there's uh, someone very similar to Nurse or Nurse himself is going to make that team. I see it between Nurse and Morrissey probably for that final spot. And Nurse is an unusual player because he's not a, um, he carries the puck rather than passes it. He's kind of a different mold and I get maybe some of the fancy stats don't make him look too good but when you look at like time on ice at even strength points per per uh, 60 at even strength he's right up there in the very best of the league and yeah I think Darnell Nish is going to be there and again my point is if you saw how hard the guy works he's going to impress you know um I've Larry Robinson and people need to remember this they think of Larry Robinson as a finished product Nobody thought Larry Robinson was going to be as close to as good as he turned out to be when he first came up. He was a hard-nosed, tough defenseman, uh, went to play in the minors, and when he first came up in the NHL, like they had Gila Point and Serge Savard already in Montreal. Larry Robinson wasn't consideration for the power play. Like he was a, and he was a tough guy. I mean, he. You know, he beat the crap out of Dave Schultz. It was one of the greatest moments because the Flyers were a goon show back then, and I've never been the biggest Philadelphia Flyers fan except when they had Lindros. But he took care of Dave Schultz and, you know, was given a bit of a wide berth. But then he grew tremendously as a player because of his work ethic. And I'm not saying Darnell Nurse can become uh, Larry Robinson, but... What it does show you is the importance of work and work ethic and how far a guy can grow. So right now he's a puck transporter. Maybe he becomes a better puck distributor over time as he learns and continues to work on his game. And the Oilers also, here's another thing, David, to factor in. If they have some continuity with their coaching staff, if he has Jim Playfair for four or five years as the guy running the defense and they continue to grow him, and that's, I think that's an important distinction. Like, the Oilers are going to be in a good shape on the right side here. They got Bear, uh, who, who, by the way, I think is going to get a one-year deal. Bouchard's coming. I don't think they're going to rush him. They've got Clefbaum. They've got Nurse. They, you know, there's a, there's a chance for it. And I guess that's don't limit guys that work hard. That's the one thing I'd say, David. The one mistake is, you, but you got to figure out who it is that works hard. Because if a guy doesn't work and he doesn't work on what he's weak at, 
his career will stagnate. Nail Yakupov, same thing happened with him. He did not, I mean, he worked all the time on his one-timer, which was great, but he didn't work on the other aspects of his game, David. Yeah, there seems to be, and I don't get it, Bob, there seems to be uh, a you know, fairly large faction of the fan base who's fairly against Nurse. And I see it mainly from the kind of the fancy stats community, and I, and I you know, I don't pay a whole lot of attention to that because they don't think it fairly and accurately measures defensive play. And if that's your strength, like a nurse or a Larson, um, you know, you're not going to get a valid opinion out of that kind of analysis. But I think that, you know, when you talk to other people who, uh, you know, scouts, uh, people who know a ton about the game, there's a huge amount of admiration for Darnell Nurse and the way he plays hockey. And I certainly have that as a fan of the team. Um, and um, I just, I think Team Canada is going to be looking for a guy like him. All right. Well, final question. Bit of a curveball. Edmonton Eskimos. Uh, we haven't really discussed it on today's show. Uh, there's a debate going on. Uh, we're in very sensitive times. Uh, I'd like to get your thoughts on uh, on what, what's occurring right now. Well, this issue came up about three years ago or four years ago. And at the time, um, there was a lot of support in the northern communities, uh, in the Inuit communities, for the name. And uh, I, I don't have a strong feeling about it one way or the other, personally. Yep. If they change it, that would be fine. If they don't, I'm okay with that as well. I, I do think that, the, you know, I think the Eskimos have done this work where they've gone to the northern communities, if I'm not mistaken, to, you know, see what people think. And if there's a lot of people in, uh, you know, Pangerton and Cape Dorset and Inuvik who like the name Eskimos, if that's the majority, if that's the, what the elders in the community and the community councils are saying, I say keep it. If that's, you know, if it's not, if it's not seen as offensive by uh, the Inuit, uh, why would we change it? Um, now, there, there might be a, a smaller number of people who are really offended. And, it, and if that number is, let's say, 20% of the communities or 30%, then I think you might want to listen to a, a number that large. But if it's just a few activists, I don't think you should act on it. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I think there's a lot of logic in having that perspective as well. And uh, But you definitely have got to reach out and have that conversation with the community. David, great stuff. Uh, how do people uh, follow you? Uh, just, just the cult of hockey. I'm there every day. All right, that is David Staples from the Cult of Hockey. Thanks for your time, David. 126 in Edmonton. Uh, I think we've still, we're still, Brendan, are we still on? We're still going good here? Yeah, you're good, man. All right, just I, I thought I heard a bit of a pop there. Uh, you know what? Uh, out in Wetaskiwin, for years, there's been a saying that says cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Outstanding customer service, though. That brings customers back as well, and it's a key to business. Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin is a nine-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. They will provide you with outstanding service at the time of the purchase, and they'll continue the standard of service after the sale as well. So let Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford lend a hand by calling 1-877-477-3673 or go online at brentridge.com. To a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell at 127 in Edmonton. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.